Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. Welcome back to the Masterpiece Women podcast, where our heart is to empower leaders to just grow into whatever it is that God has called you to be and to just excel in whatever the Lord is calling you to. So we like to bring great speakers every week or every few weeks or so to just share with you about what God's doing in their lives, how he has transformed their lives and how they have built whatever it is that he's called them to build and how how he did it because he calls us all to do things very differently. So I'm super excited today to have retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry Gallowitz. She's an art, she's a nurse who was 30 years in the Air Force and she's the founder of Veteran, Vanguard Veteran, excuse me. And so welcome, Kathy. Thank you for being with us. Hey, Tina, thank you for having me. I just feel your vibrancy and your inspiration coming loud and clear through the virtual break, virtual waves here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks. Well, I was just going through your bio again, Kathy, and wow, I just love what you did. Number one, I connect with you because you're a nurse, nurse to nurse, you know, I get your heart. Um, but as I shared a minute ago, my son's in the military, my brother's retired military, my mother was in the, she was one oh. of the first blacks. That's awesome. Um, in the wow. army. Wow. That's so, impressive. <clears throat> um, yeah. Come from a long history of veterans yeah. in our family. So thank you for your service. Oh, first and yeah. foremost. Sure. Thank you. So, tell us, tell us who is Kathy and how did you decide to do the Vanguard veteran? Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got started. Well, interestingly for this interview question, April is month of the military child. How about that? So nice. I, I was one of them. Uh, research shows that about uh, military children, the dandelion, that's the flower that represents them. They move six to nine times K through 12, you know, school years. I think I moved 10 to 12 times during that time frame. Um, wow. And my dad was active duty Navy. My mom says, I think she moved 15 times as a, as a mom. But so I grew up really learning to treasure my country, being very patriotic, loving the notion of serving others and leadership. And so I really wanted to join the military. My brother went to the Naval Academy. So I joined the Air Force. My parents paid for nursing school. So um, for Air Force nursing was my first choice career. I had a long career of about 29 years in the Air Force, active duty, reserve, and guard. The lion's share of my career was in the Ohio National Guard, and the crowning achievement of my career was to build, in response to 9-11, a statewide outreach program to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families. Because when 9-11 hit, we were no longer a strategic reserve, we were an operational force, and because in the Guard and Reserve, 80% of your workforce is part-time. So that means they have a full-time civilian job that pays their bills or they're going to, you know, going to college to get a college degree. So employers were affected. Certainly families were affected. So we reached out to employers, lawyers, healthcare providers, leaders of diverse community, uh, uh, clergy, educators, and I, and I think I think that pretty much covers it. And so when I retired in 2016, I just realized, you know, there's there's really 
no one whose job it is to cultivate civilian veteran champions in ways that improve the quality of life of our military-connected people and uh, strengthen our workforce and community, because it's all about building mutually beneficial kinds of activities and services. And I mean, I just saw firsthand, Tina, the, the joy, the satisfaction that our civilians felt when they felt like they were doing something meaningful, going beyond thank you for your service. Many of them, you know, you know, tell me they got goosebumps. But recently I was having lunch with a businesswoman who 10 years prior had started a, a veteran hiring program in their business. And she said, you know what, Kathy, I still get goosebumps when I think about it. And so I love that. There's That's so beautiful. there's so much opportunity out there, but um, there isn't really uh, uh, anyone who's responsible who focuses on that on helping citizens, people who have never served, helping them know how to build mutually beneficial activities and services that strengthen the quality of life of our veterans, if you will, while promoting stronger workplaces and communities. So this work really is my life's calling. Wow. I love it. And you know, it's interesting because I come from the staffing industry. I did that for 20 plus years, healthcare staffing and um, had the veterans contracts. And one of the things that people don't realize as well, that I think is such a valuable thing for employers, not only is it giving back to our veterans who are amazing, they come out with these incredible skills. But what I found is that even as we had nurses and um, different healthcare professionals coming out of the military, some of the organizations, because they didn't fit in the regular healthcare mode, sometimes didn't hire them first. And I, I was just so surprised by that. I'm like, are you kidding? They have such great work ethic. They've been through so much and they can add such value to our healthcare systems. And employers actually can get a lot of federal um, benefits from actually hiring on top of the benefit of having that individual who has incredible experience. And so I felt like that was a disconnect. And so I think it's a beautiful thing what you're doing because there needs to be more of that and more education for employers on the benefits of having a veteran for from a financial perspective, but also from a giving back to our veterans and also the fact right. that these veterans have incredible experience, had such great value to the teams they're serving. So well, I love that you're doing thank that. Thank you That's for seeing powerful. it that way and, and describing it like that. Um, because, you know, really, I think the bottom line is that there's just a, 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 a communication gap. Um, I think that employers across the nation uh, understand the business case for hiring veterans and are doing so in record numbers. I mean, consistently, veteran unemployment is less than civilian unemployment. Uh, last year, for seven months straight, uh, veteran unemployment was less than 3%, the best longest stretch of veteran unemployment in, in at least 20 years. And so that's that's really I a good news story. There's really a good news story. But um, when I was transitioning and trying to find more managerial roles as a nurse in healthcare, I was always beat by the internal candidate. And, you know, I was certainly disappointed. Um, but, you know, I get it because, you know, military has a different culture. Um, you know, it's just like, uh, 
in any group that doesn't really understand one another, it's maybe a little bit more of a risk, a little bit more uncertainty. However, you know, military uh, job seekers um, are used to accepting feedback, are, um, you know, really want to contribute. Um, and, and, they, and, and, and if you give them an opportunity, train, uh, hire for aptitude and train, you will really see a return on your investment. Not only do they show up to work on time, but they're more productive, mission-focused, absent less. And when veteran hiring is done well, that can generate cost savings. The Society of Human Resource Management reports that 91% of employers find that veterans stay longer, stay as long, or if not longer, than their civilian peers when they when they get jobs. So and that they don't that. they don't have to make more accommodations. That you know veterans adapt well, and, and so. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe in some ways we, did, we need to look at mindset and, you know, decrease conscious bias and or, uh, you know, kind of let go of some of those stereotypes. Because, you know, <clears throat> Iraq and Afghanistan veterans are a product of the all-volunteer force, and that is a success story. We've never had a more professional, educated force than we have in these in, in recent times. And so uh, those Iraq and Afghanistan job seekers are, are really there to serve you and will do a great job. I love that one. I will say and disclaimer, it's been years since I've been in that industry. So a lot has changed, I'm sure. And um I would say that was that was the area was in nurse management because we sent um, leaders in as nurse managers oftentimes and permanent placement. We also did travelers, so it was a variety. But um, it's been a bit. so I'm excited to hear about the statistics and how that's changed because I do feel like that's such a great, beautiful thing for both both the um, business for the organization and for the individual. So my tagline is join the veteran champion movement and be a part of the win because it truly is a win-win when you provide, when you provide a veteran, a job that has substance and purpose, pays them well, has opportunities for, for growth, uh, the employer wins and the, the, the job seeker wins. So be a part of the win and join us. I love that. That's a great, great tagline. So let's talk about Kathy, the person. Okay. So you have an incredible organization. You're doing great things with that. How did you decide to start it? I know you shared a little bit about, but what was that inner thing in you saying, okay, I'm going to start it this way. Like what were the steps you took? Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I never had uh, the intention of doing this as I was separating, but I, I am definitely a worker, a contributor. Uh, you know, I was a Girl Scout, you know, at age 12 and believe in leaving the campsite better than how you found it. I mean, I just translate that into my life, right? I'm I'm all about helping people and uh, making things better. And so when I retired, honestly, the the, the first thing I wanted to do was become uh, and, and, and understand leadership even better. So I am a John Maxwell trained speaker, trainer, coach did a lot of leadership development training. I thought that would be you know, good for me to make me an even better leader and an opportunity to build relationships with civilians, authentic relationships, right? Because what's more authentic than, than trying to be a leader, right? So then um, I did that for a while and then moved I in. thought I liked you even better. See, there you go, the nurse and GM, GMT DNA. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have a lot in common. So, 
Um, when I was when I was uh, the director of community outreach, I became familiar with the unique role of the faith community in supporting our military connected people come all the way home. And so we we started a nonprofit um, and started training volunteers how to build military ministries within congregations. It's a practical um, way to build support for people as, as laymen. You're not coming alongside people to fix them. You're not a pastor. You're not a counselor. I am a nurse, yes, but um, I'm a facilitator in this role. And uh, the beauty of this is, is that it decreases social isolation for people who want to participate, and I believe helps curb veteran suicide um, for people for people who are, are a part of that. And the other piece that's always been on my heart as a former Chamber of Commerce leader, as a former small business owner who has firsthand experience hiring veterans, is this piece of, you know, helping employers understand the value of veteran talent and connecting them to sources of veteran talent and helping them move their organization towards being veteran ready. So um, cultivating civilian veteran champions, it, it, my, my ways of doing that are helping employers build a more productive workforce by hiring veterans and leveraging their skill sets and training volunteer faith community leaders to build military ministries. That's where I think uh, a big, the biggest impacts can be made. Wow, that's awesome. And so when you're doing all of this, how are you doing it? Do you have a big organization? Do you have a lot of volunteers? Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. So at this point, it's I'm a solo entrepreneur. I've uh, I've got some I've got a virtual assistant. So it's predominantly me. I'm a consultant, trainer, and speaker. I'm an LLC at this point. Um, who knows? Maybe someday I'll become a nonprofit. But I wanted to do it this route first. Um, and so, yes, I have had volunteers in the past. I recently moved to Phoenix about three years ago. So um, after spending 25 years in the Columbus, Ohio uh, area, where I knew lots of people from doing lots of outreach, I'm, you know, kind of, kind of restarting here in a, in a new state. Beautiful. It's a great state to start in. Yes, it I is. In it's really lovely. How are you acclimating oh. from Ohio to the desert? Beautifully, easily. The weather's warm and the sun and the, the, the country, the countryside is just gorgeous. So we, we just love it here. And the, the veteran friendly ecosystem of the state is another piece that brought us here just because there's, you know, like four or five military bases and, you know, just a lot of pro-military employers and services and activities that, that really honor and support our veterans uh, and, and those serving. So it's pretty fun I to be a part that. of it. So let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. So you have been an entrepreneur for years now. Let's talk a little bit about when you got started as an entrepreneur, what were some of the most valuable lessons, valuable piece of advice somebody gave you that you would impart to our to our listening audience? I really credit John Maxwell for giving me a lot of perspective through the trainings I took from him. And, and one of the main ones is that there's always an answer. Okay. Oh, I love that. Um, it, it's, it's challenging to do something that uh, really no one, no one else is doing. Uh, and, and so Everything I did was from scratch, my talking points, my speeches, my 
my website. Um, very, very different. Uh, so, so not only is there not only there's always an answer. The other thing is um, to do it afraid because no one has all the information and, you know, you just have to start, you just have to step forward and trust in the Lord that he will help you find your way. So uh, doing it afraid is just part of your mantra. And uh, I don't, as you may know, many, um, veterans like to start businesses because we are, we are risk takers. We are independent. Uh, and, and frankly, we're used to being in a lot of, uh, environments that we're not familiar with. And so you had to learn to adapt to a lot of different circumstances. And that's certainly the route, the root of a, of an entrepreneur is there's, you have so much to learn, um, to, to make it Absolutely. work. And, and, and the last, and the last thing is figure out how to refuel yourself and, and pay attention to that because that's real. It's easy to get burnt out. It is so easy. And one of the topics that we're talking about a lot this week and our focus this week in Masterpiece Women is overcoming anxiety. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, medical anxiety. I'm talking about just that anxiousness that comes with being an entrepreneur, the stress of worrying about things and um, overcoming obstacles. Oftentimes that's where we get stuck in the rut is yeah. we, oh, we allow our things in our head to overcome what God says about who we are, what God says about our future, what God says about our capabilities. And we let the lies process more in our head than the truth. And so um, we've been talking a lot this week with our women about how do we process that? And how do we step into that place of true trusting in the Lord, true um, believing for our futures that he has us, that he He has us protected and the plan he has for us is a good one. And overcoming those, like the anxiety that the world tends to put on us and that if we're not careful, we allow to stay there. So Kathy, what were some practical ways as an entrepreneur that, you were able to keep your place where you weren't struggling with anxiety constantly in your personal life or in your business life? Well, I think the first step, as you know, is to be in the word, to, to discipline yourself, to, to, to read the word and have that relationship with Christ and that confidence and that trust that, that it's going to be okay, no matter what. That's, that's really important is first and foremost. Secondly, for me, I'm a swimmer and, you know, exercise is just very grounding and very supportive. I think the, um, the, the emotional discipline of, okay, how do I choose to feel about this as an entrepreneur, you're, you know, you're there ups and downs and, you know, disappointments and, uh, and so if we can choose how we feel about something, then we are in a much better place than allowing our disappointments, our triggers to, if you will, run out of control or not, not, uh, I mean, that hurts you instead of helps you. And the, and the other thing I've learned recently is, you know, that these lies that often infiltrate us come from Satan. And so, you know, dash him out, go away, Satan, go away, Satan, and uh, fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. And, um, and again, I can't say it enough, 
read the word, but take care of yourself physically and emotionally as well. Get a good night's sleep, right? So important. Yeah. Oh my goodness. People do not realize I how know. getting eight hours of sleep a night yeah. can affect anxiety, can affect our mental state, our attitudes, everything we do from getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. And, um, I was recently speaking to a woman and I asked her, I said, so how is your exercise? How is your workout? You know, and how is your sleep? She goes, well, I get like five hours of sleep and yeah, I haven't worked out in a while. Yeah. And she just burning the candle at both ends yeah, yeah. and doesn't realize, you know, and doesn't understand why she's so anxious and so stressed out. And Mike sweet, let, let's look at what do we need to like eliminate, look at our schedule, time management 101. But oftentimes as leaders, we get so busy and so focused on the deliverables, right? What is to deliver or what do and oftentimes as an entrepreneur we're the ones that are making those goals so how realistic are those deliverables that we are saying this is what we have to get to for us and how much can we outsource how much can well, we get off exactly my, my appetite is is voracious my appetite for creating and producing and delivering is just you know, way beyond my capability. And so if I come up with a project, I think, okay, I want to do three. And then I think, no, 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 no. You need to do two, maybe, right? So I, I've learned how to discipline myself that way. And, um, you know, pay attention to your body um, and and respond to what your body needs because you only got one body. And, you know, if you, if you burn yourself out, you can't do it. Now, I'm not, I don't mean to come across like this is easy. Because it's not. If you have, if you are working in areas of your life's calling, you are, you know, highly driven and, uh, you know, just aspiring to to really help people. And so, it just takes a lot of emotional and physical discipline to read it, read the word, to exercise, to get to bed on time, and to uh, manage your projects in in, in reasonable ways that won't uh, wipe you out in the meantime. So when you think about our dreams and putting too much on our plate, oftentimes just changing those habits, right? Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks about that. And I love, I've shared a thousand times, but I just love it because we have the choice to reprogram our brains and to reprogram those habits by changing the, um, neuro, the neural pathways. And how do we do that? We replace the lies from the enemy with the truth of God. So if there's an area of your life that you're struggling in, then write it down, figure out what are those lies that you're believing, and then go find the scripture in the Bible that counteracts that lie and write that scripture down every day for yourself for the next, actually, Carolyn, Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks about, you know, everything was 21 days to break a habit. She talks about, no, it's actually 63 days to create a new habit and really make it a true habit. So when you think of that, you wrote it down every single day for 63 days. That is what you begin to believe. And then when the enemy tries to trip you up with these lies and the anxiousness comes and the defeat comes and those negative feelings come, suddenly, oh, I recognize that. And now, sorry, enemy, you're not getting me today. Tina, Tina I, I want to comment on the journaling aspect of this per, of this personal growth. I have used journaling throughout my life. I had went through a very contentious divorce and 
um, you know, custody battle and um, the journaling really, really helped me because then I could choose how I feel about something and create a path because I saw the writing in front of me that really confirmed where I'm at and helped me evaluate and, and pick, I think, better choices. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree more because it's it becomes real when it comes outside of you and it's on a piece of paper, right? Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. Another neurologist came and spoke at one of the leadership um, programs that I coach at here locally. And he he has a very big ministry that's very, he's a um, neuroscientist. And he talked about even writing down in blue that some of the research he had done when you wrote it in blue, and I don't remember exactly why, I'm going to have to pull my notes out. Um, but when you wrote it down in blue, there was something that connected from the head wow. to the head wow. even greater okay. when you wrote it down in blue. And so he said, when you, now he described it in a much better way than eloquent, eloquently. He says, when um situation happened, that was a lion, a negative thought, and think of it as a lion coming after you to destroy you. And he went, no, sorry, I'm not going to allow the lion. I'm going to allow the truth to penetrate. And the truth is going to overcome the lion. Uh, I really loved that. I thought that was very powerful. Another lady recently said, now this one's not very eloquent. She goes, screw you devil. (laughs) But when you think about it, you're like, forget you devil. I would probably wouldn't say the other, but just getting in that place of no, I refuse. I have that choice. I don't have to. The other thing I want to throw into this conversation that I find helpfully refueling for me, this one of my, if you will, nourishing centers is to have relationships with women who are willing to speak from the heart and good listeners. You know, I, I love having nurses as friends because more often than not, they're pretty good listeners and they're just genuine people who, who care for others more often than not. Um, and so I really notice it when I don't have those women friends in my life. I mean, I, I've got a supportive husband, you know, but men and women communicate differently, right? Yes, so, we do. And so that's very helpful. And um, also appreciating boundaries. Um, Cloud and Townsend have written lots of books on boundaries. We as leaders, as parents, as entrepreneurs, as wives, as mothers need to appreciate that God wants us to have boundaries and boundaries really help keep us grounded. And um, so th- th- those two things also really help me. I love that. That's such such a wealth of knowledge. Um, so, and one of the things that you talked about was having these women around you. I think also the thing about having those women is also the authenticity. When we're more authentic, more vulnerable, and you feel safe, Right. Do you find, how does that affect you as a leader and as a friend, um, authenticity? What does that look like for you, Kathy? Well, I want to answer this question by sort of telling a story about military ministry. Um, This past weekend, I did a presentation about my experiences as a military child. um, I went to a French-speaking preschool in Paris, France, graduated from high school in Iceland, went to college in Munich, Germany. And, um, you know, whenever you 
uh, share your story and speak who you are out loud. Um, you learn, you learn from that experience. And, um, my, my husband, a combat veteran and I started this military ministry three years ago. And so we've got military moms, military, um, spouses, we've got combat veterans, female veterans, um, and then people who just love the military and want to be supportive. And, you know, as I was talking, you know, sharing my story, <clears throat> I really shared with the group how important they've become in my life and how their connections have really helped me as a relative newcomer to Arizona, as well as, uh, honestly, I've really only been in the word regularly for the last two to three years. So I'm, I'm still learning and having learning and developing my relationship with Christ. Um, and, and they gave me an opportunity to be authentic. And I hope that I also give them an opportunity to be authentic by, by bringing people together, by facilitating, by asking questions that go beyond the surface, by giving people an opportunity to open up as they are comfortable. And so these military ministries are just beautiful in their simplicity. And so if there's anybody listening who has any interest in uh, looking at that, and I, I coach people monthly, uh, first Sunday of every month, to help you understand a little bit about military culture, uh, support your leadership journey as needed, help you understand veteran community resources, um, and, and really give you the, the courage and the tools to bring people together to serve people. And so um, if I could, I'd like to offer you some show notes to uh, Military Ministries Matter and other links on my website about military ministry because um, you really make a big difference in people's lives just by bringing people together, having fellowship, having prayer, having a meal together. We do community service. Um, we're now going to start having, you know, different speakers present their story from their lens or other resources in the community. It was interesting. One of our new members was, a, was an Air Force pilot. And um, when I asked the group if they wanted the Blue Star Moms to come talk to him, he was like, uh, I don't know what that is, right? And so, you know, you just can't assume that even though you've served in the military your whole career, that you understand some of the resources that are out there. So um, that is that, that is one of the ways that I am authentic and that I hope I create opportunities for others to be authentic and to promote their emotional healing and promote spiritual resiliency. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Well, that's one of our key pillars at Masterpiece Women is authenticity because I see such value in over and over and over again in our luncheons and our retreats. We have an annual retreat. It's coming up in November. Ladies, if you haven't registered, get registered November 2nd to the 5th. It's going to be at Hutchinson Island at the Marriott Resort. It is a true retreat. So for those of you who have never heard of it, we actually, it's not one of those conferences that you get, you know, constant, constant, constant stuff, and then go home and have to process it. We have a lot of downtime so we can build relationships. We have downtime so we can be Sounds with the Lord. Wonderful. It just, it's amazing. Yeah. And God shows up. I can't even describe it to you. And just, I was talking to one of our leaders this morning and what he's going to do with the retreat. We just, we're believing for great, great things. And we what, keep it small. So what it state be, is this in? What state? It's here in Florida, November 2nd through November 5th at Hutchinson Island. It's just north of West Palm Beach in Florida. So it's wow. beautiful 
on the water. It's, it's a lovely, lovely place. So thank you for doing that. That sounds very healing. Oh, it, it's going to be amazing. So, you know, maybe you'd end up having a time with us, Kathy. Maybe. So, thank you for being with us today. We're out of time, but I just want to say thank you. We're going to put all your links at the bottom of our podcast. Love what you're doing to serve the military and what you've done in the past as well. And so if there's anything we can do. And ladies and masterpiece women, if you have a heart, you're going to have all the links. Make sure you go and check it out and get involved. That's, you know, our third pillar of Masterpiece Women is doing good in the world because we have such a great opportunity to impact the world for good and for God. So let's go do it. Could I offer two quick comments? First, uh, I, I, I invite you to read my book, Beyond. Thank you for your service. The Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. There's a chapter in there for employers who want to hire more. There's a chapter in there for faith communities who would like to be more involved in military ministries. And so Ooh, if you are- I love that. That's excellent. Um, and then I run a, a group with other two other co-founders called Women Who Lead. It is a free monthly hybrid event, the second Wednesday of every month at 7.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We come together to help women expand their leadership capacity while fostering mutual support for women veterans and non-veteran women. So those two things will be in the show notes, um, as well as an invitation to uh, Military Ministries Matter, that first Sunday of every month, and uh, more information for you to explore what a military ministry is. Tina, I'm so grateful for the time you invested in learning about Vanguard Veteran and the opportunity that every citizen has to become a civilian veteran champion. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It's been our pleasure having you. You're such a blessing to us, Kathy. So thank you. Masterpiece Women, if you haven't joined our membership, make sure you join our membership. If you haven't registered for the retreat, make sure you do. Have a great rest of your week and God bless you guys. And thank you again, Kathy, for being our guest today. Bye.